Welcome to the Spirit Led Sisters Heart and Honey Podcast. My name is Lydia, known as Heart. I am a sound healing medium, a somatic healer, and intuitive teacher. And I am Amber, known as Honey. I am a psychic medium, angel healer, and trauma healer. Our goal in this podcast is to bring you the tips, tricks, and tools that you need to uplevel your life and to allow you to take aligned action for your soul's highest and greatest good. Each week, join us for new content focusing on the ins and outs of your energy body and how to elevate your vibration. Welcome to this week's Monday Musings with Heart and Honey. This week, we are going to discuss a few different ways that we have channeled messages for some of our clients and how those have been life-changing for them and even us. For someone who is not in this world and when they hear channeling and they're like, well, what does that even entail? What would you tell them, Amber? Well... Channeling for me is a form of messaging that I receive from the angels or from source divine God. Channeling is this beautiful form of information that just comes in through my body and allows me to communicate with the other side or communicate with spirits and deliver messages for the people who need it. So say for instance, uh, I can give you an example of a time that a message was channeled and before I really even knew I was channeling, it was really interesting. So I'm walking down the street in Durham, North Carolina, and I come across the store and I go into this metaphysical store and this this guy was inside making these beautiful dream catchers and one caught my eye and I walked over and I just started talking to him and I felt this really strong urge to talk to him about his mom. And, you know, as I'm talking with him, I recall saying your mom's passed away, right? And he says, yes. And then I started getting details about how she died and I started getting messages that she wanted him to know. And I'm, I'm literally in my own mind thinking, am I crazy? What, what is going on here? How do I know this information? And this guy stops me and he says, you do realize like you're, you're channeling everything just as it was with my mom's death. Those are the, the words that she said to me before she died, you know, like this is profound. And, you know, he and I both, you know, I stood there and I said, well, can I pray with you? You know, I know that this must've been really hard for you. And he said, it is, but I also needed to know that she was okay. I needed to know that the, the world is not cruel. I needed, I needed that for today. And you know, for me, that was such a profound experience to be able to deliver a message from the other side, from someone who has passed to a loved one on this earth now and not feel absolutely crazy in the process. I can't lie to you and say, I don't feel a wee bit crazy sometimes. However, the validation that I, I have received from him and countless other clients in giving messages is what makes channeling so beautiful. 
uh, for me, one other thing that is, is super, um, super cool is not only when I'm channeling, do I know that it's from the light, but I'm also able to discern if it's not from the light and I will very quickly shut that out. Uh, you know, there, there are dark energies that like to, to come into this space of channeling and it's really, really a wonderful gift for me to have that gift of discernment where, you know, where I know that my foundation and my structure is so strong with Christ and, and the divine and source and God that I know that what I'm channeling is coming from the light. It's not coming from a place of darkness. And one thing that I, I have learned over the years of, of delivering messages to people is that you only deliver the messages for their highest and greatest good. You don't deliver the messages that the, you know, the soul is trying to convey from maybe something that they did in their, their lifetime where they felt like they did someone wrong and, and they still kind of have that manipulative energy of, well, I'm going to say this because I want to feel better. You know, one thing you have to understand is that when spirit delivers a message, it's sometimes for that person's highest and greatest good. And sometimes the spirit will try to deliver a message that's not necessarily for their highest and greatest good. And so I think that discerning one, whether the person is open and receptive to receiving that message is important. It's also really important to be able to discern whether or not this is in fact for their highest and greatest good. Uh, Lydia, can you share a time that you felt led to share a, a channeled message? Yes. So I've had this my whole life, but for many years, I didn't realize what was happening. I knew I was giving a message from God. I just didn't have that discernment of knowing this is from an angel versus this is from a soul. Um, and when I met you, you really helped me to understand the difference and really put a magnifying glass on my gift and helping me understand exactly the differences of the different channeled messages that I had been receiving and, um, and more about my personal way of receiving messages, the way that angels speak to me and the way that spirit comes in to give messages as well. And before I share one really profound moment that I had when I was channeling a message um, for someone from their loved one who had passed on, I want to say also, as you were sharing about having that discernment, another piece of this is that Amber and I, like when we do energy work sessions, we are coming into the session connected to God, connected to divine love. And we have to be really aware of where our energy is at. And, um, and that this is why we spend so much time outside of our sessions doing energy work on ourselves and doing prayer and doing meditation and really making sure that our energy is elevated. Because one thing that's really important to understand when it comes to channeling messages is that energies have frequencies. And so when you are vibrating at a higher level and you make that decision, I'm only going to allow other energies that are higher, higher vibrating to come in, then those are the energies that come in, right? So when you're having a session with a client and you're vibrating higher, you are going to have energies that come in for the client's highest good. And you've set that intention and that is what happens. This is why it is so important that when you are looking for a medium, when you are looking for someone 
to give those messages for you that you're very careful and prayerful about who you choose. One of the very first moments when I realized that I was channeling a message was it was after working with Amber a little bit. And so I was more aware of my energy and, and the difference of, you know, shifts that I had when other energies came into my energy, because that's the foundation of becoming aware of this, right? You have to know your own energy. I was at my house with a client doing a session and we were working through some past trauma and one of her loved ones had passed on very suddenly. And during the session, we were working with this experience that she had been through of this immense loss. And I felt her loved one come into the room and I felt him come right up to me and give me a message that was very specific for her. And I just remember my energy completely shifting and feeling everything that this person was feeling. And it was just such an intense feeling. Like I just automatically started crying and I, I asked her if it was okay if I channeled a message. And the whole time this is happening, I was thinking like, what is going on with me? Like, how is this possible? You know, and there's a part of your logical brain that's just like, this is not happening right now, you know? Um, so I, feeling. it really is. Yeah. And because you go from like your energy to a completely different person's energy in just an instant. Right. Right. But also, so, also stating here, this is not a possession, not anything like that. Like you're just feeling this other person's energy. You're able to to feel their energy, but you're not. Yes. By them. They are not. No. Right. They are not like, possessing me or anything. I'm still very much in my own energy. I'm just very aware of how they feel just the same way. Like I'm an empath, right? So when I'm around someone else's energy, when they feel a certain way, I feel it very strongly in my own space. So that's what this was. And so I um, told her the message and she was crying and she said, that's exactly what he said right before he passed away. And I'm telling you that took me like a week of I was in awe and I was stunned for like a week straight after that experience, realizing that I had just done this and knowing that that was something that God had led me to do. I was in the session. I'm very prayerful about every session that I have with clients. Like I pray beforehand and, and ask that you know, everything that is done during that session, that it would be done for the soul's highest good, for the client's highest good. And so I knew that I was supposed to channel that message. I had just never been so aware of where the energy was coming from until that instant. And then of course, after that, it started happening more frequently. And then I realized that this is what had happened to me my whole life, like on the plane or sitting in an Uber car with the driver or different moments where I was with strangers and I was led to give a message. And still today, now that I am more able to discern the different energies and where they're coming from, like Amber said, it's not always necessary for us to tell the person, look, this message that I'm receiving is coming from your great aunt. Like, it's not always necessary. Sometimes they're not meant to know that, right? Um, and that this is where we're given discernment around how to give a message and if the person is open to receiving the message. Yes, that that is 100% like rule number one. 
uh, you know, it's really making sure and asking the angels, is this person one open and receptive to receiving this message? And if yes, you still want to somewhat receive some, some, some form of permission from the person, you know, Hey, um, and I don't always go up and say, Hey, I'm a medium, blah, blah, blah. I don't normally do that. There are times where I feel led to say that, but then there are also times where a message will come in and I may just walk by someone and just strike up a, a very quick conversation. And I may kind of weave that message in where it's just kind of in the conversation. So this person unknowingly <laughs> is receiving this message but their souls, their soul knows that it was for their, you know, for them specifically. Have you ever been in conversation with someone, Lydia, and you're like, you know what? Like this person just said this to me and that was such a profound comment or I really resonated with that. Like it was almost as if they were speaking directly to my soul. Have you ever had that happen? Oh, absolutely. I've had that happen like at a restaurant before where two people were having a conversation and they were at a different table and I overheard things that I was meant to hear just as I was walking by. You know, we receive messages from God from source in many different ways and many different modalities, like even music, right? The angels use music to channel messages to us as well. The thing that we have to do in order for us to hear the messages is we have to be receptive. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that sometimes just being out, you know, out and about and people will chalk it up to coincidence like, Oh, well, I, I read this, this verse, or I read this quote that someone had, you know, on the side of a building and it, it touched my heart. It touched my soul. And I knew that it, that was exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. And those are, are what I like to call like angel whispers or little idiosyncrasies in our life where we are exactly where we are supposed to be in the exact right time and the exact right moment. And we're with the people that we are supposed to be with for the message to be received in the way that it's supposed to be received. So when I was younger, this was probably when I say younger, I mean like five years ago. So not that much younger. <laughs> um, but about five years ago, there was a show, I think it was on ABC. It was Monica, the medium. And this was around the time that I kind of started coming out of the medium closet, if you will. So around the time that I started my massage practice and again, Monica, the medium, like she was this girl in college. She had just started college and she would go out to anywhere. She could be in a store. She could be in a restaurant anywhere at all and would randomly get these feelings to go up to people. And she would say, hi, I'm a medium. This person has come across from the other side. They want to give you this message. Is it okay? And that was when it clicked for me that, you know, 
I have the same gift. I do this, but I'm not as bold as she is. I did not feel comfortable. And even sometimes now still don't feel that comfortable to just randomly go up to a stranger and say, you know, and I feel like your great aunt is coming through. This is someone that was really close to you and they are giving the message that you are loved beyond measure and that this is just a season in your life and everything is going to be perfectly fine. Um, but watching that show gave me the confidence that I needed because I knew that what I was feeling and what I was hearing from the other side was real. It wasn't just me being, you know, in my head, like I wasn't making this up. And so when I would have clients come into my practice for massage, if I felt led to give them a message, I would one ask if they were okay, if I gave them a message and then we're talking down to names and months that they passed away and even how they passed away, you know, very, very descriptive details and I think that spirit sometimes, at least for me, does that as a way of validating that that's who they are, that that's who the spirit is. And so the person that is receiving the message knows that that's who it is as well, because there's no way on, you know, on this earth that I would know those specific details about someone's death or the specific details about someone, you know, their relationship when they were living, if it was not in that that right frame of understanding and that positive frame of understanding. And for me, and I don't know about you, Lydia, but for me, I physically feel, you know, like if, if someone passed away with breast cancer or if they passed away with a heart attack or if they passed away with like COPD exacerbated by whatever, um, you know, I, I can almost feel like the, like tightening in the areas or just get this inclination of like, okay, this is where this was. And it almost just, it's almost like my thought, but it's not my thought at the same time, but I'm channeling this. And so I'll ask the person, you know, I'm feeling a lot of energy in the chest. It feels like this was a very rapid death, you know, and then sometimes I'll hear the word cancer come in and other times I don't. Um, so it's, it's, it's very different with each channeled session. What has been your experience, Lydia, when you are channeling messages for someone's loved one? For me, I get messages in pictures. So I get these downloads in pictures and I don't have the specifics of how the person dies. Like usually that doesn't come in for me. It's more like sometimes I'll hear like sister, or sometimes I'll hear, you know, aunt or something like very specific like that. Many times loved ones come in and help me in the energy work in the sessions. And like, this happens very frequently for me. Um, one specific time I was working on a client and I felt their like great aunt come in and, and sure enough, their great aunt had passed away. And she was there just helping with the energy work, showing me where to go, like leading me essentially. And it was a really beautiful experience. And when this happens, I can all also feel in my energy, like the love that this 
soul has for the client. And it's so beautiful. It's so touching. And usually I just start crying, but it's like a happy crying. You know, it's just like, I just feel so overwhelmed with this beautiful love. Amber, a few years ago, we went on a trip together. And this was when I was first starting to channel messages. I wasn't as confident at it. And I had received this message for one of our mutual friends. And I was so scared to give it to her. And I was also questioning this message, like, am I really supposed to give this to her? And I did not, I had a lot of resistance around giving her this message that came in from a specific person that had passed away. And I came to you, I don't know if you remember this, but I came to you and I was kind of freaking out because I was like, okay, this is a, a big message. I do not want to give this to her. What do I do? Where is this coming from? Like, this is where I feel like it's coming from. I, I have very specific knowing that this is where it's coming from, but am I making this all up? Do you remember that? I, I do recall that. And I, I think in fact was, I like to do this with, with like, clients and friends alike who have similar uh, gifts, which it's not comical to them in the moment, but I think later it's more comical. No promise I'm coming around to it. But in that, it's it's almost like testing you to trust yourself. And I, I'm almost certain if I'm thinking about the right one, I'm almost certain that I too had received a message from the same person. And I think that this, this person was just really trying to get this message across to um, our friend. And was it, was this the one where I said, before you tell me what the message was, can I tell you what message I've received as well? Yeah, it was. Yes. So <laughs> this was kind of funny because I, I do remember saying, okay, before you tell me, I'm going to tell you what I've received. And you were like, what? That's the same exact message that I received. Okay. I know I'm not crazy. I know that this, this is a message that this person needs to hear. Um, and I think like, I don't remember, was it both of us that actually went to her or did I just say you handle it? I, that part, I don't really remember because in that moment I was actually channeling a little bit more deeply um, but I do recall having the conversation. Yes, we both went to her and talked to her about it. And it was very necessary for her in that moment. Good. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I do remember that. But like, you know, like we were talking last week about how sometimes when I'm channeling messages, I may not remember the actual message itself. And I think that a lot of that is just because I'm the conduit for the message to be delivered. I am that, you know, I'm the source that it goes through. And so for me, because the message wasn't for me, I don't specifically remember this, you know, I don't, I don't remember all of the specifics around it, if you will. So, but yeah, I definitely remember that. And I remember we kind of laughed um, laughed about it a little bit later. Cause you were like, that's so crazy. <laughs> like how did, how do we get the same exact message? Um, but yeah, it was, it was beautiful. And, um, it was beautiful to see the, the transformation of the person that we deliver the message to and her response to it. Um, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. So I want to talk about one other thing too, because we're talking about clients and like, the either transformations that we've seen with clients or just the, the sheer awe. 
And I had a, a young kid who was probably like 13, 14 come into my office. Actually, I think he was 15. His sister was 13 or 14. Um, and he had experienced some of the same types of things. Like he would experience spirits here and there, and he wasn't quite sure what to make of it. And he found out that I was a medium and he had been coming to me for massage. He was a, a very avid swimmer. So, you know, he would come in and he was just, just always just a funny kid. Um, but he came in one day and he said, you know, like, well, is there anybody around me? And I'm really careful. Like I don't call in spirits. That's one of the things that I feel is not appropriate. Uh, you know, if someone comes in and spirit comes with them, that's cool. I'll deliver the message all day long. But for someone to come in and sit in front of me and say, Hey, I want to connect with whoever, like, I'm not going to do that. I don't, I, that's just not something that I personally feel comfortable doing because I feel like that calls in additional things that are not for the person's highest and greatest good. So let me recap, like go back to this, this kid. So he comes in and his mom obviously is in there with him and she's, she's very intrigued and she's asked me questions before. And so she was the one that had kind of relayed to him that I was a medium. Uh, I can, I had connected with her, her grandfather the time before that. So she had shared with him the message that was received and he was like, Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Like, is there anything in here with me right now? And I was like, well, <laughs> yes, there is. But you know, I, I wasn't really sure if you were open to that. And he was like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm totally down. I'm totally down. Like what's in here, what's in here. And it actually was a friend of his, his brother had passed away a couple of years prior in a, a drowning accident. And the weird thing is, is that they were all, you know, very, very avid swimmers swam all the time on swim teams. And this kid was swimming in the quarry and his brother was on the way and you know the the brother winded up forgetting something at home so he turned around and he went back home and that's when his brother had jumped into the quarry and hit his head and essentially died um you know he passed out underwater and and died and so the kid that was in my office i was talking to him about this you know this guy that had drowned and he said you know, that's so crazy. Like, yeah, this happened a couple of years ago. I'm still really good friends with his brother. And I started giving details about the guy's death that only, you know, the family would know. And because he was close with his, his friend, he knew some of the details as well. And so did his mom. And so they were able to validate that. But sometimes when messages come in for people, they don't come in for the specific person that is there in front of me. Sometimes it comes in for other people that, that maybe they have a connection to. And so this guy, you know, received a message from his friend to give to, you know, the, the living brother. Like it was, Maybe that makes sense. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm saying it the right way, but the, you know, the, the weird thing was, is that this message came in so strongly that this guy's brother that had 
blamed himself for not being there when his brother drowned. You know, he was carrying this huge burden and he was blaming himself for his brother's death. Yet the only way for me to get that message to him was through his friend. And so, you know, for me, that was life changing. And I, I did not realize at the time that, and I was able to actually go back and validate this story because there were newspaper articles. In fact, the next time they came in, they brought newspaper articles in and they said, this is the date. And I had mentioned the date. I had mentioned the kind of weather it was. I had mentioned that there was a lot of water and it was really dark and, you know, very specific things. And so it was really interesting to see, you know, and of course, newspaper articles can be subjective because another human is writing them. But the fact that, you know, it was very matter of fact in the newspaper article, like this is how he died. The water was calm that day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they gave, you know, they gave the message to the brother and the, the brother winded up having his mom call me. And it was just, it was one of those things where she said, you know, you have no idea how much guilt he's carried because of not being there. And that's one time that I can say that channeling a message for someone was life changing for them you know, to be able to move forward and not continue to blame themselves and knowing that that was just his time to go, unfortunately. And that even if he had been there, there was, there was nothing that he could have done. Um, so it's, it's hard <laughs> sometimes messages, but there's, there's, and there's, there's, there's positive and there's also the not so fun messages to deliver. And what you just underlined is, I think, a really beautiful place for us to end this episode on. And that is that when we channel messages, when souls come in, it is because that person that we are giving the message for, the person in the session or someone that they know, it is going to be life changing for them. And it is going to help them shift their experience, their life experience in the most positive ways. Sometimes when we are channeling messages for people, whether it's for the person who is in front of us, or if it's for someone who is in their, their network of people, not only are those people that are living able to carry on their life in a better way because they have that validation, they have that message that it's okay to release something and to let that go, let that feeling of guilt and that feeling of that feeling of shame go it also allows the soul on the other side to be more free because they've now done their part they've now been able to help their loved one move forward in their living life because no soul that passes away wants anyone to live in turmoil no one you know when when a soul passes away like they they still look after us. I still care about our well-being, but they're also healing on the other side as well. And so sometimes part of their healing comes from the human side and the people who are living. It, it requires a, a, an even balance. You know, if, if the person is, is continually holding on to guilt over someone's death, 
then the person who has passed away is also kind of feeling that with them and trying to get across to them. Like it is not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And then once that message is delivered it almost frees both of them so that the soul that has passed away is able to, again, be a little more free and to extend that love and that protection as opposed to, Hey, like, please don't hold yourself accountable for this. Please don't hold on to this. This was not your fault, you know, because that's what souls will do. Souls will find different mediums to go through until their message is delivered. And some souls, if you think about it, some souls go across the world trying to find people, you know, whether it's, I'm going to put this book in this person's pathway, or I'm going to put this person in this person's pathway, or I'm going to make this TV show go in this person's pathway and like ring a bell. That's how spirit tries to communicate with us. And so I'm very thankful that I, I hold that space and I allow that conversation to come through so that I'm able to help the people that are living to get over the thing. And I, I don't mean get over because that's not quite the right heal. to say, but heal. Heal. yes, uh, to heal from things that have happened, um, you know, and it doesn't always have to be something traumatic. You know, some people just lose a loved one, family member or not, and they, they grieve and they mourn and they hold so much sadness in their bodies. And all they need to know is that the soul that has passed on is still there and still loves them and is watching over them. And it releases both. And what a beautiful thing that is to be able to deliver this type of healing, because that's what, that's what giving a message as a medium is for me. It is a, a source of healing for my clients. And that's what Lydia and I do. Lydia and I want to connect the source of healing throughout the whole entire session. And so if we're able to help even just one person, then it's worth it. I know that we are destined to help more people, but one person, like I'm good, but that's what we do. We channel messages from that source. We channel messages from that soul to the living so that the living can continue on with their life on a projection that's for their highest and greatest good. Absolutely. And the more that I learn about the universe and God's source, divine love, I am just so completely in awe of the perfect design and of the help that we have around us to help us in our healing journey. And I am so grateful to have gotten to spend the last 30, 40 minutes with you, Amber, chatting about this, chatting about healing and channeling messages. And I am excited to help those who reach out to us, who are, are meant to be in our pathway, who are meant to be in this container. Absolutely. Thank you for joining the Heart and Honey podcast. We have thoroughly enjoyed having you here today, and we hope that you've gained the clarity that you need to uplevel your life. You can join us each Monday for Musings with Heart and Honey. And if you're not following us on social media, 
hop on over to Instagram and follow us for more healing tips and tricks at Spirit Led Sisters. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with us by leaving a review on iTunes or take a screenshot of this episode and share it on Instagram. We'll see you next time on Heart and Honey.